Ladies and gents, man, return of the Mac. And I got a Mac live on the show today. We're going to do this thing. See what yeah, you did there. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't resist, man. All right, here we go. Shut up, Shut up and sit down. down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Biz Business Bros. It is that time for you to drop the heat, baby. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is a certified personal trainer, certified nutritionist, and certified motivational speaker and entrepreneur. After more than 15 years of building a successful career in the music industry, look at all those awards behind him, our guest was desperate to fulfill his purpose in life to be of service to others. Spurred to action after his father survived two near-death experiences, our guest took the extraordinarily courageous step of leaving his longtime stable career in music and develop a fitness and nutrition program that encourages members to be your best daily. Our guest philosophy is that positive change, both internal and external, is possible at any time, at any point. You have the power to change your life. Tune in to hear how our guest personally experienced the transformative power of the right fitness and nutrition regimen and what you need to know to get to the next level and be super you. Joining us today from BYBD Fitness and Nutrition, the fitness philosopher and host of the Be Your Best Daily Podcast, welcome to the show, Cootie Mac! Cootie, welcome to the program, man. Three minutes in, what do you think? Man, I've got to change my whole rider up. Every interview from this point forward has got to have you doing the intro and that music playing in the back. It's, 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 it's mad. <laughs> it's a done deal. Wow. It's over. Dude, that's one hell of a compliment coming from all those awards sitting behind you. I got to start with that first before we get into the personal training nutrition stuff. Dude, the music industry, that ain't an easy gig to get into. I think it's easier today to start, but it's much more difficult to break through. Whereas in the past, it was hard to get started. But if you made it, you controlled the distribution. What was that like, dude? What was that like being in the music industry? Oh man, being in the music industry was a dream. It's, uh, it was a dream come true. It was something that seemed logical to me, but, and I was fortunate. I was very fortunate. I mean, very few times do people think that they wanna do something from when they're young and actually get the chance to do it. And, you know, access was limited. And it's one of those things where when I got in, I remember the first question that one of my mentors asked me was, okay, now that you're in, how are you gonna get out? 
And I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I'm, I just got in this piece. I'm about to make some noise. He's like, nah, you'd rather know your exit than be shown your exit. And I didn't get it at first. And I was one of the youngest executives of my type in the game at that time. And so, you know, it was just, you know, just young and I, the hubris that comes with being young and talented. And, and then as I started watching the attrition around me, I started realizing like, oh, snap, like you got to really be on your toes out here. So it was, it was a joy. It was an adventure. It, it taught me a lot about life. It taught me a lot about business. And I wouldn't have traded it for anything. It's, it's amazing. You must have had a really good mentor because I remember, you know, I was maybe 19, 20, maybe 21 years old going to a real estate convention uh, and learning about real estate investing, right? And one of those things that they taught me in that space too was know how you're getting out of the investment before you get in. Know your exit strategy first. Like, you know, and, and as an investor, you start thinking, okay, well, that kind of makes sense, right? If I know how much I'm going to make at the end of this deal, then it kind I can work that plan backwards. How do you exit the music the music business? What did he mean by that? <laughs> I mean, most of the time, I'll say this, honestly speaking, I didn't see a ton of people exit the way they wanted to. Mm. I saw way more people just get axed. I mean, back when I first got in, there were enough jobs going around that if you got into that orbit and you proved yourself to be capable, and somebody liked you, there was really no shame in getting getting fired, to be honest. It was like, you're nobody until you've been fired and rehired is the way the <laughs> mantra was back then. The best of them all got fired. The biggest executives have gotten fired. But towards the end of my career uh, as an executive, what I saw was it was almost like musical chairs where when the music stopped, there's one less chair, but there's mm. still if, it's, if there are 10 chairs and 10 people going around the chairs, then there's eight chairs, but there's 10 people going around the chairs. So, you know, now you had vultures circling around less and less resources and you were trying to figure out a way to hold on to yours. And uh, that's when it's, and that was when the digital revolution kind of kicked in when, when, when MP3s and, and digital downloading, when that kicked in, the industry was not really ready for that revolution and they fought it as opposed to going with it. And that cost a lot of people a lot of jobs. But it's worse. It's so much worse. Way worse. But you know what? That puts your back against the wall. And and I, I you know I hear so many professionals, so many of the goats out there that talk about how you know they want to stay hungry. They want to feel like that pressure is on, like their back is against the wall. Because when when they're in that position, when they're stuck there. They have nowhere to go but forward, right? So, you know, if you found yourself, you know, running out of chairs, did that make you more creative? Did it make you more vindictive? Like what ended up happening in that space? In one word, the answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there were times I was vindictive. There were times I was bitter. There were times I was creative. There was times I just, my talent pulled me through. There was time, I remember a specific instance without mentioning any names or companies, but where it was simply because I was good at what I did that I had retained my gig. Cause it got to a point where we just got to a critical mass where I wasn't getting along with my superior, which is rare. Um, and, and there was at least from a professional standpoint, I can't speak personally, but from a professional standpoint, it was just kind of like, this is getting untenable and I would let you go, but I don't know who would replace you. Mm. And that was actually a godsend for me. Cause it was a big lesson. Cause it was like, okay, look, you know, there are times that I did get by because people did like me, you know, it's a very subjective industry. And so I was like, you know what, 
I got to make sure that I show my worth, you know, to be able to keep my space because that's more important to people liking me. It's, it's way less subjective and a little bit more empirical in a very subjective business. But what that taught me was how to be an entrepreneur, to be honest, because if you think about it, even to this day, when they talk about music or any kind of entertainment metrics, whether it's movies or ratings, it's week to week. So if you're the number one show or number one movie or number one album or song this week, that means nothing come next Tuesday. Somebody else will come take you out and that that's just history. And so as an executive, we were getting a report card on our job, a referendum on our job every single week. And the good companies and the good bosses micromanaged you to the day. So if you didn't hit this metric today, then it already started trending that you were not going to hit your metric for the week. And if you didn't hit your metric for the week, then you're letting the team down and now you're, and you're letting the artists down and you're letting the company down. And now this thing is all falling apart. And I utilize those same that same methodology mentality as an entrepreneur because, you know, I'm I am the bottom line. You know, that's and it's funny that you say that routines are, are a lot of what can make or destroy an individual. Yesterday, we had a, a former Navy SEAL on the show and he talked about how oh. when they exit the military, they feel so lost trying to transition to be a civilian because those routines and that purpose has been stripped from them. They no longer have it in play and they don't know who they are anymore. You and your industry in that grind and that hustle as things were de de being destroyed or decimated or rebuilt around you, you had to come down to those daily grinds. Now, now you're a professional trainer now. And, right. and you know, I'm not, I haven't been professionally trained but I, I'm at to the point now where, you know, my part of my routine is I wake up in the morning. It's 420 in the morning. I start my 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 workout, you know, like 240 pushups, 200 sit-ups and a six-mile run. It's not super, you know, yeah, but the, the key here, what I'm talking about is that's my routine. Yeah. This is what I do five days a week to ensure that I get my mind in a position where I can, you know, move forward. What I'm listening to on my run, I'm squaring myself up. I'm getting myself ready for the day. And most of it is because... I want to look good, you know, during the day anyways, right? That's that's right. part of it. But the second thing is if I don't do those things, I don't feel 100% myself for the rest of the day. You talked about your routines, about making that part of what you do as an entrepreneur. How does that translate to now in, as being a professional trainer? Well, like you said, it, it, it is a mentality that you have to embrace. Uh, it is something that being being. I had I had an associate back then. I was just talking about this with a client where there were a bunch of us, a bunch of our counterparts, different labels. We used to all hang together, different regions. We, you know, some of us were friends. And so we just be talking shop. And there was this one uh, record label representative that just kept complaining about the gig. It's too much pressure, too much pressure, all this pressure. And the other cat chimed in and goes, if it's part of the job description, it's not pressure. That framed my mentality. From I never forgot that quote. He said, if it's part of your job description, it is not, it cannot be classified as pressure. And <laughs> when you take that into account, it helps you refocus and reframe what your day-to-day -day looks like. As far as getting, as far as being an entrepreneur, you, even you have to set the regimen and you have to set, you have to set, I'm even still tweaking my schedule as we speak to this day. I'm one of those people that has those, um, has my little digital calendar and I got color coded activities for each different thing that it represents. And I noticed one day, or actually my, my occupational coach looked at it and said, you have all these colors butted up against each other. So when you go out of one thing, you slam right into the next, slam right into the next. Some of these things are overlapping. 
you need to they, I was challenged to put margins in between, just actually work mm. margins in between where there's five or 10 minutes where there's nothing I'm obligated to do in between certain tasks. And just doing that alone, A, was a tough exercise, but it was a necessary exercise. So what I'm saying is, yes, yeah, schedules are important. How you start your day, absolutely important. And the best record labels that I worked for did crack the whip in terms of us checking in and things of that nature. And it felt heavy handed at the time, but we, these plaques, these plaques came from those labels. You know what I mean? The plaques that I didn't get, the plaques that we didn't earn were from the labels where it was just kind of like, ah, do what you want to do. It's rock and roll, you know? And so once I, once I was in business for myself, it was even more imperative because I don't have paid time off. I don't have paid vacations. I don't have sick days. So if I'm taking this stuff, I've got to A, figure out how, when to turn stuff off, when to actually go on vacation. That took me a long time to figure out as an entrepreneur when to actually be okay with turning it off because if like, like, like outcast, one of the groups I work with, like outcast said, you know, if I don't move my feet, then I don't eat. Mm. So when you're an entrepreneur, it's like, it's, it's like, if I'm not working, I'm not earning. So you kind of feel like you always have to go every single chance you get. And that's not necessarily true or healthy. Well, let's, let's talk about that schedule, right? Cause it is, you know, People often ask me, like, you you have an, you run an insurance agency and you sell real estate and you teach and you work. Where do you find the time, right? Part of it is that mental state that you said, like, framing your the way you look at things. Where do I find the time? I, I make the time. I get to do these things. These are opportunities that I have every single day. It's the way I frame it so that I know that these are opportunities. This is not an obligation. This is what I get to do, right? Number one. Number two, you said putting in those gaps. So one, you know, uh, two part question. One is how do you, you know, how are you using framing to kind of keep you going on that grind? And then number two, what are you doing in those gaps? Like, what is it that, that you get to do that has really revolutionized the way you're keeping to the schedule and helped you kind of keep going on that grind? Awesome questions on both fronts. So as far as the mentality, what I like to do is set goals and then set micro goals. So if I have a client that's trying to lose 40 pounds, we'll set goals. Okay. If you're at 200 pounds, you're trying to get to 160. We're going to celebrate when you get to 190. And then we're going to celebrate when you get to 180. Then we're going to celebrate when you get to 170. Then we'll celebrate really hard when you get to 160. Hmm. So those micro goals, those micro progressions, those keep you hungry. Because if you try to bite the whole, you know, if you try to eat the whole elephant, you know, he's going to be like, there's no way. And, he's, he, and you'll just give up. You're like 40 pounds can't be done. But if you chip at it, chip away at it, two pounds a week, two pounds a week, two pounds a week, you look up after, you know, a month and all of a sudden you're closer to your goal than you were a month ago. Do that another month. And you might even get motivated to, to drill down even harder when it gets, when you get really close to the finish mm -hmm. line. Um, and as far as the margins, Sometimes to be frank, because I'm like I said, this is relatively new to me in terms of like really setting those margins. But sometimes to be frank, I just sit. Like I just sit still in some silence for five minutes. If I'm really on it, I might meditate or do something, or just do something, or I might, or I might just change the scenery, just get up and walk around. If I haven't worked out, maybe do my push-ups in, in that little time. Just something that's just a whole change and reversal of whatever my energy has been to just break it up. Because what you'll find is just doing when you're focused, when your mind is focused on one thing really intently for a certain duration, and, and it varies from person to person. But I would say, honestly, 
I haven't seen too many human beings legitimately stay absolutely focused three hours straight. Nah. You know, it, it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't happen. So sometimes it's like, okay, let me just get a little five minute break to just sit still. And that regeneration, it's like working out. If you, you, you're talking about, you know, doing your pushups. If you, like you said, you do 240 pushups, right? Yes, sir. All right. Do you do them all consecutively? Hell no. There ain't no way you can do them consecutively. They're like in 30, in batches of sometimes 15, sometimes if I can get to 30, but there's gaps in between. There's no way I can do that. What do you do with those gaps? Man, I breathe. Recover, <laughs> I gotta right? breathe, right? Yeah, recover. I gotta let, exactly. shake it out a little bit, do whatever you need to do. And that's what I do in those gaps. I just recover. I just recover. And it's, and it's amazing because sometimes you, you ever find yourself just working on something and it seems so simple that you're like, okay, if I can just get through this, I can finish it. Two plus two equals. And you can't, two plus two equals, two plus, and then you just go to sleep or go away and you come back. It's like, oh, two plus two equals four. Just like that. Mm. So I've learned when I start to feel tired at night, don't push through that stuff. Get the rest. Wake up in the morning and get it done as opposed to doing it inefficiently or ineffectively or incorrectly. Hmm. Because then you got to do it all over again. Then you got to go exactly. round number or two. You send that email out that all of a sudden is totally wrong or, or to the <laughs> wrong person. Like you make those kind of mistakes when you're tired. Yeah, so, so rest. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. <laughs> Thanks, Barf. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about nutrition. You know, becoming the, the, the you know the best version of yourself. It's funny because we we talked a little bit about goals there, uh, but also the journey is really, really probably the most important part. Like, you know, I, I do want to have six pack abs, and I do want to have a nice chest, right? I do want to get to that point where I'm like, you know, comfortable walking around without a shirt, and that's all going to be great. But to be honest. The journey, the process of me getting there, I'm becoming a different individual than when I reach that goal. When I get that goal, it's probably going to be something else that I'm going to go after, right? But the, the fact that I get up every day and I stick to my routine, the fact that I'm sticking more to a, a nutrition guide, you know, and, and sticking to eating a little bit cleaner as, as I'm, as, you know, a majority of my week, like all those things are what I'm becoming. And I think when we talk about nutrition, there's so many people who, are going to say, well, you know, keto doesn't work or, you know, Weight Watchers doesn't work or whatever doesn't work. When really the truth of the matter is you don't work your plan, right? Mm -hmm. So listen, talk to me a little bit about nutrition. How important is it in, in becoming a better you? And what are some things that we can do to stick to a nutrition plan? So nutrition is fundamental. I would not be the trainer that I am if I was not a nutritionist, to be honest. I've, I've been physically fit most of my life. I've been active most of my life. Uh, I'm, since I was eight years old, I played organized sports all the way up through college. So, and even after, as a lay person, I was a weekend warrior. The, you know, the gym is, the, I've had membership to gyms for decades. I actually just let them go after this whole COVID deal. But, but um, my point being that even when I looked like this, when I was going to the doctor and my cholesterol levels were starting to peak up and my blood pressure was starting to get on the low, on the high side of good, low side of bad, the, you know, my doctor, God bless him, man, Dr. Matthew, he's amazing. What I love about him is he's not pharmaceutical first. He's doctor first. And he says, you know what? I can tell just looking at you that you exercise. So what I'm going to do before I start putting you on meds, this is a blessing. This is before I was even a trainer. Before I start putting you on meds, I'm going to give you an opportunity to eat your way back into health. He didn't even tell me what to eat, but he just told me, I'm going to give you an opportunity to let your diet match the attention that you pay to yourself in the gym. And then we'll see from there where we go. And because I've got pharmacists and nurses and doctors all through my family, 
I knew what it meant when someone gets put on cholesterol meds or gets put on blood pressure meds. And I was like, I don't want that, man. I've come way too far. So I just, as a lay person, just did all the studying I could on nutrition. So to answer your question, nutrition is key. If I had two clients that were, say, twins, and they came to me in the same condition, and one of them just took my nutritional advice, and one of them just took my exercise advice, while both of them would come looking good because I know what I'm doing, the one who would be the healthiest would be the one who took the nutritional advice. Literally 60 to 70% of all the diseases that we know in this Western modern society and civilization, we eat our way into, which means that we do have the opportunity to try to eat our way out of it. I've lived that myself. So eating vegetables, you know, it sounds obvious, but if it was so simple, everybody would do it, right? So it's like, but, but eating clean, proper, on-program, like I like to call it on-program foods, on-program superfoods, that's the most important thing. All exercise does is accelerate whatever your nutrition is telling your body to do. Mm, that's powerful right there. Like, and, and, and it's funny because you're right, it is, clean eating is not very difficult. You know what it is, but I'll be honest, man, that In-N-Out burger looks good. That pizza tastes good. Like that's the sucker part, right? That's where yeah. we mess up because, you know, you know what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even going to say that, you know, you should be 100% that because, I, I, dude, I love an In-N-Out burger. I love pizza, right? I'm just, Get in my belly. Yes, sir. I'm just not doing it every single day, right? Most and you, and of you my asked days, the question correct. that I realized I didn't answer. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to make sure I answered your question. You said, how can people get started and stick to it? What you want to do, the simplest thing I always tell people to do is what was told to me. Uh, so way back when I was in college, I had a college girlfriend. She was from the South. She did a lot of cooking and you know, in college, man, you get somebody to cook a meal for you. That was like, yes. word, no cafeteria. So I was the man. And she's like, okay, what vegetables do you like? And back then I was a dude. I was like, no, vegetables, man. I thought I don't do vegetables. Vegetables make me sick. I don't eat them. And she was <laughs> like, you're going to die. <laughs> I was just like, what? She's like, yeah, you're going to die. You got to eat vegetables. And I swore back then. I mean, I, I had not touched the vegetable for almost two years on purpose, minus a garnish on a on a burger or something along those lines, or maybe whatever is in my fried rice or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, you like, you have to like some vegetables. And so she really put my feet to the fire. And what we discovered in that conversation was, okay, I'll cop to liking spinach. I remember liking that. And I said, I'll eat broccoli. And back then, and we can discuss this later or talk about it later, but back then I said corn. I don't really think of corn as a vegetable right now, but that's another topic. But she said, so we had spinach, broccoli, corn. So she said, all right, cool. I'm going to take those three vegetables and every night that I cook for you, I'm either going to make spinach or broccoli or corn or spinach and corn or spinach and broccoli or broccoli and corn. So she's had these varieties. She's like, we're going to, you're going to be eating vegetables every night. And it didn't, and it was beautiful. I was like, okay, cool. This is good. She knew what she was doing. So she cooked well and I ate that stuff and it was good. And then I started realizing, oh, I, I do like some vegetables. And then I noticed like, oh, I like those little flat peas that are in the, um, mm. that are in my Asian food. You know, let me get some of those. And then, and I also, I found myself branching out. I like green sprouts. I like this, I like this. And all of a sudden I found myself eating a whole array of vegetables. And that was even before I had committed to where I am now. But what I'm saying is if you start, you'll be amazed. Like everybody thinks, oh, I don't like vegetables. I can't eat fruit. And I'm like, there's at least one vegetable yeah. and one fruit that i promise you 
if that you'll like and if you don't like it ask me and i'll give you a recipe that'll make sure that you do like it i mean like for instance really quick if you do roasted cauliflower easy 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 you can find the recipes a million of them online roasted cauliflower when done correctly with some olive oil almost tastes as good to you as french fries would oh man there's now, some you uh, imagine there's some buffalo cauliflower you like oh man i'm telling oh yes yes oh, yeah, right. so, and so and so and i and back in the day i'd be like cauliflower i'm not even eating that stuff it looks like brains and now it's like <laughs> I, I i make a whole head of cauliflower and and dare somebody to reach over my <laughs> with their my plate with their fork i'm like yo you gotta get your own so you know you can find a vegetable that you like and once you find a vegetable that you like eat it in abundance that's it that's it. That's the thing about clean eating, right? Is I don't think people understand that. Like eating a bunch of hamburgers, eating a bunch of French fries, eating a bunch of pizza, your body's gonna hate you. Yep. But you eat clean eating, eat as much as you want. Your I body say that all the time. Right? On program eating. So one so the way you can tell something is on program or off program, and that's some of my BYBD lingo. So on program, because I can't let me say this, I cannot criminalize food because I love food. Okay? I do too. I eat like a vegan most of the time, but I'm not vegan. And so my point being on program foods are just the foods that will take you towards your your health goals and off program foods are the foods that take you away from your health goals. Now with on program foods, the way you can tell a food is on program or off program is do you eat it compulsively? Like, like you ever like not been in the mood for pretzels and you're on a plane to give you the pretzels and you just eat them all. Mm -hmm. But you didn't, you didn't ask for pretzels. You wouldn't have, Ask for pretzels that somebody offered it to you as an option, but they gave it to you. You start eating it, and you just eat the whole eat the whole bag. That's addictive behavior. When you're eating compulsively and addictive, that's off-program food. There's usually a sugar, salt, fat, or any combination of all that in there. Now, on-program foods. Let's say you really, 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 really love strawberries, right? If somebody gave you a five-pound bowl of strawberries and said, "Eat as many as you like," you wouldn't eat them all. You'd be eating them, and you get to a point you're like, "Okay, I've had enough." Done. Whereas when it's potato chips, when it's M&Ms, you don't feel that off switch kick on. You, you, you can't even taste it anymore. And you'll just keep eating and keep eating and keep eating because you're addicted. But you won't do that. I've never seen somebody OD on broccoli. I've never seen somebody just go, man, <laughs> I just can't. You know, y'all just don't have enough broccoli for me. You'll, or water. Water is the same way. Water versus lemonade. You're drinking lemonade. You're not even thirsty. And you'll be at a restaurant just getting refill after refill after refill after refill. But if you look at the table and look at the glasses of water, they're still full. So it's not that you were thirsty, because if you were really thirsty, you just drink water. No, and water was one of the next questions I was going to ask you about, too. Uh, and my wife always laughs at me because my response is almost always water. She's like, I'm tired. I'm like, drink water. I got a headache. Drink water. Like my back drink water. Like it is like um, it's really is magic. Like I water don't know how to explain favorite it. Favorite superfood. Water is my favorite superfood. It's it's so many things. Like I, like I'll say this. You know, you could you could go days without food. Go a day or two without water and watch <clears> what your body does. Actually, don't even do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do even it. do it. Your it's body will, just, will, will will clamp up on you. And there's sometimes we don't even realize that we're dehydrated because we think of dehydration as a very extreme situation. But like you said, sometimes your head, your head is hurting because the blood is flowing through there. It's kind of thick. It needs to thin out a little bit because it needs more water. The, the, the water ratios are down. So when you have H2O running through your system, you already are starting at such a great from from a great position, because every time you drink a glass of water, it's like taking a shower on the inside. Mm. 
That's a great analogy. And, you know, it's funny because I tell people, like, they're like, oh, I have a cup and it doesn't really do anything. I'm like, dude, drink it until you can't drink it anymore. I promise you, you'll be uncomfortable for about five minutes, but your body will absorb it so quick. You will grab that. It's better than a cup of coffee. I don't even drink coffee, but it's better than a cup of coffee. It, it really, like, just in the morning, you know, when I wake up at 420, I chug, like, a whole one of these. Like, this is the first thing I do in the morning is drink water. And it just gives you that boost that you're looking for. Yep, exactly. Because one thing that people forget about is when you wake up in the morning, if you've had a decent night's sleep, you slept from anywhere from five to eight hours. So in that time, you especially if it's warm in your, in your home or you're under covers, you've been perspiring. You've been losing moisture. In that time, you haven't eaten a thing. That's why that first meal of the day is called break fast. Because you've been fasting for like five to eight hours. So drinking water immediately replenishes all that stuff. You know, it's like giving a plant, you know, water. When you see a wilted plant, you give it water. It just perks mm -hmm. right back up. It's the same thing. Oh, Cootie, man. I had a great time talking to you today. Real quick, before we head out, if people want to work with you. They want to know more about your nutrition plan, being on program, off program. How can they get hold of you? You know, this is what I'll do because this has been an awesome experience. I, I, I love what y'all are doing and I'm honored to be a part of it. So if you hit me on Instagram, in my, follow me on Instagram, hit me in my DMs. And what I will do, because you listened and because you watched all of this show, what I'll have you do is put the word business bro. Put business bro in my DM. And I'll know that that means you saw me here. If you, and if you saw me here, I'll do two things for you. Number one, oh, and give me your email address too. Number one, I'll give you a free 15 minute consultation, no strings attached. Just figure out where you are in your health journey and what I can do to help you. I'll give you something that you'll leave that, that consultation from better. That if you employ whatever I give you, once I know what your issue is, I'll give you something that if you employ that in your life, I promise you, you'll be better than you were before you had the conversation. And then secondly, if you choose to engage with me, we can have a further conversation. And again, and remind me that I said this, cause I'll forget this. Cause you know, I like, you know, this is how I make my money. So, uh, but I'll give you at least 10% off. I promise you. So just remind me that I promised you that if you indeed decide to engage with me and I'll give you 10% off and we can just rock from there. So go to my Instagram, um, at Cootie Mac. Yes, yeah, right there on screen, you know, put business bros in my DM and uh, you get a fifth and your email. I'll give you a 15 minute free consultation and I'll give you 10% off if you decide to engage with me further. Mm, ladies and gents, it's your body. You only get one. You don't get no redos. You don't get no repeats. It's the one you got for a long time. And look, I know we're going through some troubling times right now with, you know, COVID, Delta variants, all these different things. And the truth of the matter is everyone's at risk, but the people who are really at risk are the ones who have some underlying conditions. And a lot of those happen to be diabetes, heart disease, right? Obesity. Those are things that you have control over. You've had years to make changes. Well, maybe now's the time. Maybe today's the day. You don't have to go crazy, do 240 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, run six miles. You don't have to start there, but you have to start somewhere. And this is an opportunity for you to check that out. There are people out there like Cootie who are just dying to help you to change your life. And this is an opportunity that you can do that with at Cootie Mac on Instagram, send them your email, say business bros, and get those free gifts. Look, today's the day. I know it's not January 1st. I know it's not the first of the month. I know it's not Monday, but you don't have to wait for those days. Today could be your day. Just start now, today, right now. Every day starts whenever you start it. You know, yes. technically a day starts at midnight, but if you're asleep at midnight, when you wake up, that's when your day starts, right? So I always tell people, no matter what happened yesterday, 
right now, if I'm if I've had a crappy day all the way up to right now, hopping on the show with the business bros, getting a chance to share on this amazing platform, I could start my day right now. And 24 hours from now would be one day. If I do my best to be my best in those 24 hours, guess what? I had a great day. If you do that, if you do that same thing seven days in a row, guess what you had? A great week. You do mm. that four times in a row, guess what you had? A great month. You do that mm. 12 times in a row, guess what you had? A great year. You do that Hell 10 yeah. times in a row, guess what you had? A great decade. And if you tripped up at any point in there, guess what? Start the day over again. All you have is today. Be present. Be your best today. Be your best daily. Cootie. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Talking right. Ain't nobody need no roads. We got it right here. All right, Cootie. Hey, man. So thank you very much for coming on the program. I do got to ask, I mean, you already said a couple nice things, but officially we are a, you know, we do testimonials and we help businesses grow by using Facebook advertising and testimonials to grow either repeat re referral business or new customers. So do me a favor. What was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? Question number one and question number two, who should be listening to the show? So my experience on the Business Bro podcast was amazing. I'm talking, these cats are so professional. I have had all kinds of interviews with all kinds of different ways. The best intro I've ever had. No slights to anybody I've been on before, but if you are going to interview me in the future, you need to watch the intro to this interview and take notes because that's how I'm going to expect to be treated when I come on for anybody's intro moving forward. So I love this, man. I might have to hear that song on the way out. And in terms of people that need to watch this podcast, anybody that's interested in, that, that feels alone in terms of, their journey as an aspiring business person, as an aspiring business owner, or even if you're in it and you are a business owner, and you're just beating your head against the wall trying to figure out how to be inspired to do better and be your best. These guys interview all kinds of great people from all kinds of different backgrounds. And every single one of the interviews that I've watched so far, at least, have been inspired. And I hope that I'm now one of those interviews. Mm, powerful. You get it. You got it. There you go. Got to bring it in. All right, ladies and gents, that's it, right? That's the end of the episode for today. So I just want to make sure that you guys know if you need help growing your business, testimonials, ads, the key is getting more clients, then I want you to go to businessbros.biz. Click on any one of those links so we can help you out. We'll see you guys later. Uh, Cootie, thank you very much. Return thank to the you. back. This is awesome. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm glad we set the bar high for you, brother. Have a good man, one. Peace you. out. My man. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.